Hello, welcome to a bonus episode from the Holmes Movies Podcast with me, Anders Holmes. This episode, I'm going to be reviewing Zack Snyder's Justice League, which just came out last week on HBO Max. I saw it here in Denmark on HBO Nordic, and it was I was pleasantly surprised by how much I really enjoyed this movie. And I was also surprised that this film has actually become a thing. It has become a reality. The once mythical Snyder Cut has been released to the world, and... I think over the last few years, there has been quite a bit of toxicity from certain corners of the uh, DC fandom, and I do not condone any of that sort of stuff. I think there has been, you know, I feel I've seen online where people have given sort of negative reviews, and there have been people attacking the the critics for, for giving negative reviews because they didn't like that film that they really wanted and some of them have been female critics and i d- do not like that that is bad i think you and i i mean mark commode said this on his review of the film and he said you don't deserve cinema if you do that and i have to sort of agree with him on that one that is that's just not right and that just it's just not cool to do that and it's you just paint a very dirty picture of yourself so i'm not going to be talking about you know the fandom and the snyder cut fandom and the cult around that sort of stuff i'm not going to be talking about that i'm just going to be talking about the film which um i have been very interested and excited to watch and you know i went to go see the uh the original cut of justice league in 2017 i knew about all the sort of behind the scenes stuff there was a lot of course correction because batman versus superman was a critical disaster and suicide squad which 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 that was an even bigger critical disaster i really liked suicide squad i hope that someday we get to see david Ayer's cut of the film his original cut but yeah i mean you know for a long time it 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 seemed like this movie was never going to come out it just seemed like a pipe dream for many people you know all the petitions all the like hashtags release the snyder cut and then last year Zack snyder said yeah we're gonna we're gonna release my cut of the film you know there was a lot of talk about if it was going to be a mini series and if it was going to be like a long film and yeah it was it was a lot of talk about that so yeah it exists it's four hours long it is a big big movie lots of stuff is going on in it a lot of it is fun a lot of it is good there is some bad stuff in it but yeah overall i was much more satisfied with this film than i was with the original one which came out in 2017 and um i don't think the film needed to be four hours long i think you could have easily cut you could have you could have had this cut of the movie and then just trim it down to maybe three and a half hours or maybe even three hours or even made a compromise with Zack Snyder. Okay, we will we will allow your vision to be seen on the screen. Just keep to this runtime and then later we'll release the extended cut with the theatrical cut. And, you know, but given the what uh, given what was going on in Zack Snyder's personal life, that didn't happen. But yeah, I'm really happy that he was able to release his vision and release the film that he wanted to make i get the impression that he's you know he's ready to move on you know he's you know he's there's some sort of closure with all this stuff and with the release of this film and i feel like yeah this is what you know these were all these ideas that i had i don't think we're going to get a chance to do them but at least you know this but at least i've you know released the film that i wanted to show back you know all those years ago and i'm pretty and i'm you know and i'm i really am happy for him and i think he's a he comes across as like a really really great guy and 
and I've been a, I've been a big fan of his since uh, since Dawn of the Dead, since I saw his Dawn of the Dead film as a teenager, and you know that admiration carried on into Three Hundred, and also into his adaptation of Watchmen, which I do, which I do like, even though it's not. I mean, even I mean, even though it does have some. I, I do have some issues with that film. Um, I do like his style as a director. I, I have, I mean, I've liked the feeling I get from his films. There's a lot of emotions that one could get. I mean, I'm not saying like all of his films are of stellar quality and, you know, there are some that are better than others, but I genuinely do feel the passion that comes from his films, even if sometimes the narrative falters and it's a little bit wonky and, you know, I was not the biggest fan of Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman when they first came out. Over the last few years, I have warmed up to them and, you know, I've appreciated those films a little bit more. You know, granted, I do feel their narrative... I do feel like the narrative elements are quite clunky and a little bit convoluted and just bursting at the seams and, you know, some of the execution of all these ideas that Snyder's playing around with don't always pay off. But you still do feel the passion. He is a very talented filmmaker and he... And he knows how to get people excited and he knows how to move an audience. And, you know, you know, I mean, I do feel like some of his thematic elements and his imagery can be a little bit on the nose. But overall, I really dig him as a filmmaker. So, yeah, a lot has been said about Justice League over the years. For a while, it was unsure if there was a Snyder cut of Justice League that he had somewhat completed before departing the film, along with his wife and producer Deborah Snyder. He had directed the film throughout principal photography in 2016 and he had set he had stepped down during post-production due to the suicide of his daughter and that is such a massive tragedy to come to terms with and to deal with while making such a monumentous film and i really feel for him and he has done a lot for uh you know charities dealing with suicide prevention and there have been a lot of donations to suicide prevention charities over the years and he's been and he's been a huge integral part of that and I understand why he needs to step down and be with his family. And, you know, judging from a recent article from Vanity Fair, you know, on top of dealing with his daughter's suicide, you know, he was dealing with the process of working with Warner Brothers who were pretty much on damage control after what happened with Batman versus Superman and Suicide Squad. And, you know, like I said, I like Suicide Squad in a guilty pleasure kind of way and i'm not ashamed to say that and joss whedon who uh had worked with marvel before he was brought on to do rewrites and oversee putting the film together and you know he was you know he was just there to help complete the film when Zack snyder had stepped down and um but you know direct the movie as Zack snyder would direct it and he has and he's also credited on the screenplay I think he wrote like 80 pages, new 80 new pages for the film. And uh, yeah, the reshoots were a lot more ex extensive than we initially thought. There was a lot of behind the scenes course correction and that very much clouded the release of the movie. And the result was rightly described as a Frankenstein movie where it was both a Zack Snyder film and it was both, and it was also, I mean, it was a Zack Snyder film and it was a Joss Whedon movie. And he, Joss Whedon strangely left his mark on a film that wasn't really his. And his uh, trademark snappy pop culture dialogue and quips did not mesh with this grim and dark interpretation of these classic DC characters. And a lot of his inputs to the film did not work and they were jarring. And you really do feel the reshoots when you watch the original cut of Justice League. Also, a majority of the CGI is not that well-defined, and it really sticks out, but not as much as Henry Cavill's CGI lower jaw. 
um, you know, because he was he was working on the reshoots for Justice League while he was also making uh, Mission Impossible Fallout, and he was not allowed to shave his beard. And um, yeah, that was the film we got. And I never hated the movie, but yeah, I it it's not as good as it could have been and it wasn't you know it wasn't the film that was promised in the trailers i wasn't very satisfied and sadly in many ways it is a mediocre film but it's still kind of watchable and yeah despite all the petitions all the tweets bearing the hashtag release the snyder cut you know and the and you know all the minority of the small minority of like toxic fandom clouding the twitterverse you know it seemed like the snyder cut would never see the light of day but now we have it we the pray our prayers our cinematic prayers have been answered for better or, or worse and we finally have Zack snyder's definitive version of justice league it is a long ass movie it's longer than martin scorsese's the irishman and avengers endgame and it is shot and presented in a, in a four by three aspect ratio it looks great and the cinematography from fabian wagner was splendid and it is shown off better in this film than it than it was in the other one and you know again i'm very happy for Zack snyder that he was given the creative freedom to finish off this film and you know i was mainly going to watch this just out of interest just to see what this movie was going to be about and how different it was from the 2017 film which is now commonly known as justice league and it surprised me. It was pretty damn good. It wasn't perfect, and maybe it was a little too long. I mean, the ending that they re that they that they shot last year in October does drag the film out a little bit, and it reminded me a little bit of this. It reminded me a little bit of the never-ending conclusion of Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. You know, and I mean that that epilogue set in the Mad Max Fury Road nightmare world, where everything is like, you know death all around it's you know this dystopian apocalyptic nightmare like that whole sequence i can take it or leave it and it does play out like you know a tease for a film a teaser for a film that it will probably never show up in the future but you know i mean i can either take it or leave it and it is kind of fun to see ben affleck and ben affleck's batman and jared leto's joker share scenes together and i thought that was quite that was that was quite fun, and I'm I'm sad we never got a chance to see Ben Affleck's Batman with um, that he was going to write and direct, and uh, Joe Manganiello who plays Deathstroke, he was going to be in the film as the villain, and they do set that up with the uh, Lex Luthor scene at the end of the film. I mean, I was kind of looking forward to that, but at least you know we have Matt Reeves's film with Robert Pattinson on the way, and I'm really looking forward to that. So I mean, it's a shame that Ben Affleck never got you know to play Batman more and. I, I mean, I can understand his reasons and all that stuff. And I think, you know, from a personal point of view, I think it would have been very difficult for him to do the film. And I think he was going through a lot of personal issues during this time. And, you know, the enthusiasm for the role kind of left him. And I can understand, you know, all that sort of stuff, why he didn't do it. I'm still sad we never got a chance to see it. And, you know, maybe, hopefully he, we you know, maybe we'll see him in the new Flash movie. I'm not too sure. But yeah, I mean, out of the the three dceu the dc extended universe films that Zack snyder has directed i think this is by far the best one that he's done and my top favorite and um excuse me this was the film i really wanted to see back in the cinemas in 2017 and i just really i mean i just really wished warner brothers just bit the bullet and took a chance i mean this the snyderverse trilogy gets redeemed in the last minute it rights the wrongs of justice league and 
redeems and saves what was a mediocre film that had a better one inside it. You know, I think it was just really just exciting. You know, it's operatic, it's bombastic, it's just epic filmmaking, like a perfect definition of epic filmmaking. And the and the Tom Holkenborg uh, sound, the score, uh, junk, the uh, Junkie XL soundtrack, the score, sorry, the score, the the music that he wrote for the film is just great. I love his music; it's really, really great. And, you know, I think the most important thing that, that I can really say about the film is, like, it's a very coherent movie. It's more coherent, and it flows better than than the last one. Like, the storyline and the characters this time around were much more engaging. You could massively resonate with them, and they had personality, and they had reason to be in the film, and they offered something to the team. And Joss Whedon really took a lot of that away when, you know, and he really took a lot he took a lot away from them that made them interesting and he strangely made them caricatures and hokey i mean the film needs to be four hours long to introduce those characters and flesh them out and you know yeah in many ways it would have been nice to have like a standalone film with those characters before they were injusticely like do you know do what marvel did you know have iron man and then you know, Hulk and then Iron Man 2 and then Thor and Captain America. They could have done something like that, like Man of Steel, maybe a Man of Steel 2, maybe a standalone Batman movie, maybe Aquaman, The Flash, Cyborg, and then Justice League, and then do all the other films that you were going to do after that. But yeah, I mean, they that they were just trying to do something a little bit different from Marvel and not trying to do... and maybe trying to catch up with them, but not copy them at the same time. And, the, you know, the, the four-hour runtime fleshes out the characterization of all the members of the Justice League, and, you know, it returns that much-needed substance that was lacking from the original cut. You know, altogether, this made for a satisfying and entertaining movie, because, you know, the, the characters were, were restored from how they were originally were supposed to be shown on the screen, and the performances are far superior in this film. Ben Affleck's performance as Batman and Bruce Wayne is consistent from BVS, and less jokey and quippy as he was in Justice League. Like, I really like Ben Affleck as Batman. I really was supportive of him playing Batman when it was announced that he was going to be the character in Batman vs. Superman. I know there were a lot of people who were like, what? No, not Bat. Bat. What? Ben Affleck? Fuck no. Who the fuck is going to be Robin? Fucking Matt Damon? Uh, no, bad casting. And then we saw the movie and he was like, and we were all like, he was actually the really good. He was actually one of the best things about that movie. Damn, he was really good. I take back every bad thing I said about him. Yeah, and I mean, he really excelled in the role, and I enjoyed his interpretation. Uh, Wonder Woman, played by Gal Gadot, is still the best part of the DCEU. I really like... I saw the new, the old uh, Wonder Woman the, from 2017 with Gal Gadot, the standalone movie, and that still is pretty pretty damn good and represents how good and how, you know, in many ways great the DCEU can be. And um, I haven't seen the sequel yet, but I've heard that there's some it's not as good but i mean gal gadot is still charismatic as hell in the role and i appreciate how they um i appreciated how they took a lot of the sort of male gazy aspects from the theatrical cut because there are a lot of moments in that where they do it's very uncomfortable in some in some moments and i do like how they don't sexualize the way that you know gal gadot looks in the film and you know that really like unnecessary and peculiar shot of the flash falling on wonder woman is thankfully removed and that was definitely a joss whedon input and i'm very happy that was taken out of the film 
Henry Cavill has the same amount of screen time as he did in the original film, and he seems to be much more comfortable in the role and has a great cathartic arc as Superman. I thought he his performance and his role in the movie was much more enjoyable to watch and much more interesting. And there was none of that really bad like CGI around his lower lip area that was used to, you know, remove the mustache. He just looked he just looked better in the film like just you know the like his his it was like i think they were doing something really interesting with his with his before with his with that character and um i hope henry cavill gets to play him again in a future film because he was you know i i've warmed up to him he you know he just seemed to have more purpose in this film amy adams and diane lane are sadly not given that much to do but they're that the scenes that they share together are far more substantial in this film and are a little bit more emotive and like genuinely everyone benefits from all the restored original footage particularly Jason Momoa, Ezra Miller, and Ray Fisher. Ray Fisher is the film's MVP. He really was the heart of the film, and he had the most moving and empathetic arc. They really did him dirty by cutting a lot of his scenes out and not giving him any purpose to be in the, be in the film in the original cut. I feel his role as Victor Stone, aka Cyborg, is going to be a very inspirational role for many people, particularly people of color and those who are disabled. Like, he really gives it his all, and there is enthusiasm and pathos behind his line delivery and presence, and, you know, there's so much he is able to emote, and it makes for a captivating character, and this is, like, his first big film, and he's really able to hold his own against, like, Ben Affleck and Gal Gadot and all these other actors, and he really, for me, he really stands out. He could easily lead a standalone cyborg film, and, you know, Ezra Miller who plays the flash he's set for his movie which has been long gestating with many filmmakers coming and going and his character of barry allen was better presented in this version and feels more along the lines with the other characters uh, sorry feels a lot more along the lines with the other characters in snyder's uh in snyder's dcu films and along with ray fisher he was also given a poignant arc you know, you know, both these characters were expanded upon and they were developed far better. I and, mean, you know, we were made to care for these characters. You know, we barely got a chance to do that in the two-hour version of Justice League that Joss Whedon did as everything was moving at a much quicker pace. Like even Jason Momoa, who plays Aquaman, you know, he's given a much more genuine introduction and he excels as Arthur Curry. And this film, per sorry, this film perfectly sets his character up for his own film that was going to that that James Wan direct sorry that James Wan directed with, that came out in 2018 and that film is just a big ball of fun that's like a Saturday morning cartoon film come to life like I really really did not expect that much from the Snyder Cut I I'm really happy that it exists I really hope that Warner Brothers learns some lessons from this little quick and redundant course correction because it really kind of made a very messy it made the whole universe that they were making for these DC characters very messy. I, you know, as much as I really want to see a continuation of these films with these characters and, you know, as much as I want to see the air cuts of Suicide Squad, I, you know, I, I mean, I know that there's a chance that, you know, that they're not going to get, they're not, this is not going to happen. And I think they've made that point known that, you know, we're happy that they're happy that the film exists and they're happy that the fans got what they wanted. But, I think it's, you know, there it's, it's, you know, it seems like people are, you know, are moving on from this and are moving on to different projects and, you know, moving on to like, 
brighter horizons and you know there's the, there's a sense of closure with the release of this film you know i mean Zack snyder seems to have moved on i mean he's you know he's got a new movie coming out on netflix army of the dead which looks awesome and yeah i mean you know whether we get a you know you know it's it's still very up in the air i mean i hope in some ways they could change their minds and do these movies again or i don't know it's but i i'm i'm, I'm fine either way if they don't if they do do it or they don't do it, I'm fine either way. I'm just happy that this film exists and Zack Snyder was given the creative freedom to to make this film. And yeah, like I was pleasantly surprised and I really dug this film. And yeah, it is a glorious, messy, exciting, action-packed epic with extremely moving performances. And, you know, I'm not saying that I'm going to burn my copy of the original film, but this was a vast improvement over that one. And more importantly, I really love the tribute that uh, Zack Snyder uh, gave to his daughter at the end of the film where it says, For Autumn. You know, that was, that was a really nice touching moment. And, you know, this movie was made for her. And I think it's nice that he was able to uh, finish this film and, you know, not you know move on from a certain point of his life and i feel like you know like i said this movie is about closure and you know and i feel like we've we've all gotten that i mean i you know i i feel like that you know it's it's nice that the film was made and um and and people have reacted have reacted to it in a very positive way i mean of course there are some people who don't like it and that's fine i'm not going to attack people for hating the movie i mean i understand the reasons for not liking the film and i think people should just you know not take it so personally because you know that just ruins it for for the rest of us but yeah really enjoyed the film it was fun some aspects could have been improved but overall yeah i really liked it so yeah that's my review of justice league the zack snyder's justice league the snyder cut um yeah so yeah i know i'm not sure if i'm gonna do one of these little solo episodes again um it will be a bonus episode for sure with the you know release with another episode of the podcast that me and adam do so yeah do do check this episode out if you like it um i'll do more of them i'm not gonna like you know do so many of them that they overshadow all the stuff that me and adam do but yeah i hope that uh you like this episode and if people react warmly to this then i'll do more of them but i don't know if it's going to be like a weekly thing or something i do now and again but yeah but uh, do check back and subscribe to the podcast and do stay tuned for uh, other other episodes of our podcast there's going to be more recommendation episodes there's uh the last three the last three bond backwards episodes coming up and yeah i'm not i mean we've got some stuff planned so do subscribe and follow the podcast and stay tuned for that i've been anders holmes thank you very much for listening to my review of Zack snyder's justice league have a good day and stay safe.